Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. This is part four of the series that I have been in entitled True or False. And we have been talking about the difference between true, true, wow, I'm going to try a little bit harder to say that the right way. True humility. <laughs> I mean, hey, try try saying it. It's a little bit difficult to say. It's one of those. It's one of those phrases that is. You know, I almost should just combine them together into the phrase "true humility." I mean, you know, if it's if it's not too bold of me to do that, but that's what we're talking about in this episode and in this series that we've been in in the month of June. The title of today's Verity Vitamins episode is "True Judgment." We've been talking about false humility. The, the text we've been going on is Colossians chapter 2, starting in about verse 16. And it talks about not letting people put their religion on you and not letting people pull you into false humility and, and false neglect of the body, uh, fasting for the wrong reasons, uh, all these ritualistic things that really don't profit you in any way. And there's a lot of tradition. There's a lot of stuff that it's just of man. And there's a lot of false humility out there. And we've been talking about how that, that passage in Colossians 2, I won't take time to read it in this episode, but it, it connects being falsely humble with being puffed up in your mind. That's one of the things we mentioned, being puffed up in your mind and how it's connected to being falsely humble. False humility, uh, one translation says mock humility. What we've been seeing in that is it's describing a dramatized humility. This thing I'm putting on, not in the sense of putting on spiritually, but putting on in the flesh to appear unto men a certain way. And an element that we see in the topic of false humility is getting into talking about judging. And there is an element of false humility that has come into the idea of judging people. And this is a big truth. We need to talk about this. The Bible has a lot to say about not judging other people. But at the same time, we need to define what we're talking about when we say we're not judging. Matthew 7 verse 1, Jesus said, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So he's revealing something of what he's talking about, a measurement, a standard. The standard that you judge somebody else by is how you're going to be judged. So this is interesting. Uh, when he talks about this standard, what, what is he referring to here? Well, we're going to see this in just a minute. But there's a difference between judgment that condemns and judgment that discerns. Uh, discerning something is not about holding somebody to a certain standard. Condemning somebody is. Do you see that? Condemning somebody in the court of law, being condemned, being found guilty is because you violated a certain standard. Well, on, on a spiritual level, if I'm holding somebody else to a certain standard and I am finding them guilty, I'm condemning them spiritually based on that, then that's the standard I'm going to get held to. Do you see that? Let's keep reading. He said, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? 
Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Now, notice he said, you don't consider the plank that's in your own eye. He said, hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye. What's interesting is that word hypocrite. You look it up, you study it out, it it carries the idea of an actor. Now, what have we been talking about in the other episodes? Dramatized humility, acting, pretending to be something you're not. And he said, hypocrite, one way of saying this is, you actor, (laughs) You're, you're playing games, first remove the plank from your own eye, but, but he didn't stop there. I see a lot of people stop there. I say, hey, he said, judge not lest you be judged. Hey, hey, consider the speck in your own eye. Yes, that's true, but he didn't stop there. He said, then you will see clearly to do what? Remove the speck from your brother's eye. He said, you'll see clearly to help remove the speck from your brother's eye. Now, he didn't say you shouldn't try to help your brother with what's in his eye. He said, if you consider yourself first, you're going to see clearly. Uh, See, there's something we're seeing in this. When we're talking about judgment, we have to define what we're talking about. Because judgment can mean a couple of different things. It can mean condemning somebody. It can mean uh, coming to a verdict about them, accusing them, finding them guilty. But in other contexts, it can also mean to discern. You could say good judgment is seeing clearly. (sighs) Having good or godly judgment in a situation is seeing the situation clearly. You could say discerning it spiritually. Now, some people get off with that and they turn it into what, what they call the spiritual discernment is actually just suspicion about everybody. <laughs> and and it, it comes with this tone of always assuming the worst of everybody. And every new person that comes into the church is an undercover Satanist. You know what I mean? you got to watch about some of that stuff. But discerning things spiritually is something we are supposed to do. I could read a bunch of verses about that. We'll see what we get to in this episode. But there's a difference, and we got to define this. Uh, look at this. In James 4.11, he said, Don't speak evil one of another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. What's he talking about? Courtroom settings. He's talking about the law and judgment and speaking evil. This has to do with accusation, finding somebody guilty. He said, but if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Do you see the context of what he's talking about here? Law, being a judge, a lawgiver, saving and destroying. What is this? This is a courtroom setting. And speaking evil of somebody, it's like a prosecuting attorney that's bringing an accusation against against a defendant. Well, the Bible tells us that Satan is the accuser of the brethren, but Jesus ever lives to make intercession for us. So when you're speaking evil of a brother and you're coming against them and accusing them, whose side are you taking? <laughs> I mean, who are you imitating in that scenario? You've got to watch about some of these things. But this is a kind of judgment that he's saying, you're not supposed to do this. Who made you the judge? We're not supposed to judge this way. That's what Jesus is talking about. 
But uh, let's look at something else here in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven. I'm going to go kind of quickly through some of these things. He said, Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. Um, he's talking about uh, taking the Lord's Supper in, an, in a wrong manner, in a wrong way. And he says this, But let a man examine himself. Now, what did Jesus say? Consider yourself and the plank in your own eye. This reminds me of what it says in Galatians 6. If anyone's overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Now, notice he said in that passage, those of you who are spiritual, you could say those who are spiritually discerning. Those who, watch this, see clearly. Ooh, come on. To to take the speck out of their brothers. I, I didn't see that till just now. It kept coming up in my heart to go to that passage. Okay, so Galatians 6. Let's run back over it real quick. If any man is overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, you who are discerning, you who have good judgment, you who see clearly, you are going to restore him in a spirit of meekness, considering yourself. What are you doing? You're helping your brother deal with the speck in his eye because you see clearly because you examined yourself. You judged yourself. Look at what he continues to say here in 1 Corinthians 11. Let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. He's talking about two different things here. Judgment has to do with the enemy gaining access. It has to do with judgment being passed. This has to do with coming out on the wrong side of the courtroom of heaven. <laughs> but then he said he, it's because he didn't discern the Lord's body. There's two types of judging here. There is the courtroom judging, and then there's the examination kind of judging, the discernment kind of judging, failing to discern the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep. Watch this. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Now, you got to look at what he's saying here. He's not telling us to condemn ourselves. He's saying, if you will discern and examine and consider yourself and get rid of the fault, the thing that's there, you'll spare yourself from the other kind of judgment. Do you see what he's saying in that? There's two ideas that are carried in this talk of judgment. So again, let's just go over it. There's a condemning or a deciding in a courtroom setting that is connected to judgment, but there's also another form of judgment that has to do with examination, separation, and discernment. What do I mean when I say separation? Uh, separating between one thing and the other. Rightly dividing. You know, the Bible talks about rightly dividing the word of truth. This is spiritual insight, spiritual awareness. It's discerning things spiritually, rightly. And we have to rightly divide what kind of judging the Bible is talking about in different contexts. I didn't mean for that all to connect. That's the Holy Spirit helping me. But we have to rightly separate the word of truth when it comes to talking about judgment. 
That, that kind of tickled me how that just kind of came together like that. Praise God. Look at this in John 8, verse 15. Jesus said, you judge according to the flesh. He said, I judge no one. Now, when he says this, I believe what he's referring to is the condemnation kind of judging because we know in another place it says that Jesus did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But he goes on to say, if I do judge, watch this, my judgment is true. For I am not alone, but I am with the Father who sent me. So in talking about false humility and how it connects to judgment, there is a false version of not judging. A false humility that almost carries the idea of being ignorant of what's happening in a situation. Acting like something's not happening, that is happening. Pretending purposely ignoring the elephant in the room, <laughs> avoiding the topic, avoiding the subject. Oh, we're just going to act like that's not happening. We're just going to act like everything's okay because we're not judging. But it's a pretending. It's, a, it's, it's fake. It's not real. And Jesus said, my judgment is true. Let, let's look at something that Isaiah had to say about Jesus prophetically in terms of judgment. In Isaiah 11, verse 2, it says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Watch this, though. It says, It shall make him of quick understanding. Quick understanding. This word, uh, quick understanding, in the Hebrew, it can mean scent or smell, like being able to smell something spiritually. You know, I don't know if you realize this, but every natural sense that we have in in the flesh, we also have in the spirit. Uh, when he told the Pharisees, you judge according to the flesh, you could say you judge according to your five physical senses. But did you know that we have spiritual senses that we can judge by, that we can discern with? Uh, discerning the spiritual scent of a thing. You know, Brother Hagin talked about this, how when he would be in the spirit, there are times that a spirit would manifest itself when he was laying hands on people. And he said there were times it had a smell to it. <laughs> and I'm going to quote Brother Hagin. This may make you mad. But he said one of the worst smelling spirits that he ever encountered was the homosexual spirit. Now, I say that because we need to rightly divide and realize that a person is not the same as a spirit. But there are homosexual spirits that try to influence people and bring people into bondage. They oppress people. And we have to realize that affirming that is like, it's like giving that ungodly, unclean spirit a thumbs up to, to have its way in that person's life and to bind them. And that's not love. But see, if you, if you don't discern spiritually, you could get fooled into accepting something that was ungodly and unclean and actually hurting that person. Why? Because you didn't discern spiritually. Well, I'm not going to judge. I don't want to judge. You're sensing something in your spirit. It's rubbing you the wrong way. It, you don't want to be around it. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to see it. It bothers you in your spirit if you're born again. 
but I'm going to act like it's okay because I don't want to judge. That's false humility, and it's false judgment. It's not true judgment. But true judgment has to do with discerning things spiritually, being aware of things, and not quenching the Spirit in those things. Now, that doesn't mean it's your job to be everybody's conscience and to preach at everybody, but I, I got to guard what I'm partaking in if I'm discerning something unclean spiritually in it. And, and if I rightly divide, if I separate things spiritually, if I see clearly spiritually what's going on, I'm not condemning that person, but I'm also not giving place to the Spirit. Do you see that? The Bible talks about not giving place to the devil. I also have to discern as to not give place to a wrong spirit. He goes on to say that Jesus will not judge after the sight of his eyes, nor reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. What is this talking about? In the Amplified Bible, it says he won't make decisions by what his ears hear. <laughs> he doesn't judge by the flesh. Now, now I've touched on this passage in a, the podcast I just did. I'm going to touch on it again. 1 Corinthians 5 and verse 1. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, it's reported that there's sexual immorality among you. And he said, you're puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. Um, and he says this, that I've already judged as though I were present concerning him that has done this. Now, notice he didn't say I've condemned him. I've judged concerning him. He said, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. So why are they doing that? They're doing it for his sake. They're not doing it so he's going to be condemned and judged. They're doing it so that he can be saved. Yeah, there's going to be some things in the flesh that are going to happen. And he's gaining some access, and we're delivering him over. We're saying, okay, you want that life? Then we're going to give you over to that life you've chosen. Because guess who authored that lifestyle? The enemy. So the Bible talks about God giving people over unto things, but it's so that they can be saved. He, he's not wanting him to be destroyed and judged. He's wanting him to be spared judgment. But then again, what did we just read? If you, if you don't judge yourself in a thing, you can be judged. He goes on to say, your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Now, what are we talking about here? Leaven. He used this phrase, puffed up. Well, what does leaven do? It puffs things up. Well, this carries the same idea as false humility, something that's puffed up, but it's not really that way. People get puffed up with this false humility that says, well, we're not going to judge. We're not going to judge them. You know, we're just going to act like it's not happening. We're going to act like everything's okay. But that's false humility. And that's failing to discern something spiritually. He said, uh, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. In other words, a wrong spiritual influence, if it's not dealt with, if you give place to it, it's going to influence everybody. If you don't cut that off, if you don't shut the door to that spirit, 
it's going to cause you problems. It's going to influence everybody. It's not just about the person. It's about the spirit. He said, therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump since you are truly unleavened. Uh, and he goes on to talk about not, uh, not keeping the feast with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. What's he referring to in that? Unleavened represents authentic, not puffed up, not full of hot air, not a display or a show of false humility. <laughs> he, he says this, though, For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? Now, what's he talking about here? Is he talking about condemning them? Well, we know he's not talking about that because of the other passages we read. What's he talking about? Discerning, separating. You know, refraining from condemning somebody because it's not your place to do that is not the same as discerning a wrong spirit and not giving place to that or even a wrong action. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 15. He said, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. What did he say? They come to you in sheep's clothing. What is that? That's a false put on. Sheep's clothing, what does sheep rep represent? Meekness. What is sheep's clothing? It's false humility. <laughs> I, I didn't see that till just now. It's false humility. But inside the ravening wolves, he said, you'll know them by their fruits. You'll know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. What is he saying in this? You need to be aware. You need to be aware. Did you know that you could be aware of a wrong influence without passing judgment or condemnation upon that person? You don't have to be self-righteous. You can consider yourself and judge yourself and not think you're better than them and yet still be aware of a wrong spiritual influence and not give place to it. And this is what I'm talking about. A lot of people have turned not judging into a false humility that says, I'm not aware. <laughs> I'm not aware. But we're supposed to be aware. We're supposed to test things. In 1 John 4, 1, it says, Beloved, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 20, it says, Don't despise prophecies, but test all things and hold fast what is good. You know, so I can't know what is good if I don't test what is good and bad. And if I'm testing it, that means I'm becoming aware of what's good and bad, both in the flesh and in the spirit. And I'm abstaining from that. I'm separating myself from that. Look at this in Philippians 1. I'm almost done. He said in verse 9, I pray that your love, what's he talking about? Love. He said, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be, watch this, sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory of praise of God. What did he say? I want your love to abound in all 
call judgment that you may approve the things that are excellent and be sincere. What is that? That's no false humility. That's no leaven. Do you see that? The unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. My love is causing me to discern between good and evil. (laughs) To discern spiritually and not give place to that. The Bible says in Micah 6, 8, what is it that God requires of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk in humility with your God? So we're not talking about condemning people, withholding mercy from people. No, that's not our place. We never want to see somebody get judged, and we don't want to be the instrument that the enemy uses to accuse and to bring judgment on somebody. But we do want to discern things so as not to give place to the wrong thing. And it's true humility to be able to look at a situation and examine it, considering ourselves, lest we also be tempted, judging ourselves, removing from ourselves anything that is not right, but it's so that we can see clearly. Do you see that? It's so that we can see clearly to discern the situation, and to help our brother or our sister.